Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, the host of the Jaymore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi, everyone. It is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, and welcome to another wonderful edition of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. I can't believe that we only have one more week left in the month of July. Where did this entire summer go? Um, I, I will tell you that it's been a little bit crazy, and um, I don't know. It, it just it just kind of like it just kind of like flew by us. All right, we got a great show here for you guys tonight. Lots of stuff happening, uh, different people leaving companies and all kinds of stuff. So let's get right into the show, shall we? Great. Um, so um, the first thing I want to talk about is something really interesting. How many of you out there know what the Ring doorbell is? Any of you? Okay. So the Ring doorbell uh, is actually a product that was rolled out so that people could put this uh, device at their door and then not only would people be able to ring the, um, the bell and they'd be notified, but also on an app on their phone. And thus, not only would they get notified, but they would also get a picture. And with some models, you'd even be able to save so many uh, seconds of video, uh, either to the camera or to the cloud if you paid extra for that. So the Ring doorbell is doing something very interesting doing much more than just announcing visitors. Well, what's it doing? That's an amazing, amazing question. Um, it's doing a lot more. And you're probably saying to me, John, well, what more could a doorbell do? I mean, you know, when we think about a ring doorbell, I mean, what, what, what's it doing? Well, the ring doorbell um, is similar to other products, but like I said, it's doing more than just answering the door or telling people who's at the door. And so what do I mean by that? Well, the thing about the Ring doorbell is that it's helping um, some people from all around the country. And what it's helping them do is um, it is providing police footage about what happened at the door uh, to whoever came there. So, in fact, uh, the ring has provided this coverage without owner's consent 11 times so far in the last year of 2022. 
So this smart doorbell has provided surveillance footage to law enforcement without a warrant or the consent of doorbell owners. But the important thing to know is that this device, which I know a lot of people have purchased, is not just a convenience, but is a security device. Because um, somebody's at your house, you obviously know who they are. If it's a UPS person, FedEx person, Amazon person, you know who they are. And you also have, let's say, security or peace of mind. So I think this is a great product. And you might be saying, John, well, well how, how, much, how much is the Ring doorbell? Well, that's a great question. So um, the Ring doorbell comes in different flavors with options and things like that. But when we think about the Ring doorbell, um, the basic Ring doorbell, um, they have the wired one, and then they have um, another version as well. So then they have the wireless. So the Ring doorbell wired starts out uh, at $59.99. Okay, 2.4 gigahertz. And so, um, like I said, there are different ring uh, doorbell uh, models, like I was saying to you. And so the ring video doorbell pro is the most expensive of all the ring devices. And it comes in at about $249.99. Um, and so the Ring Doorbell 4 is a $199.99, and the Ring Video Doorbell 3 is $179.99, and the Ring People Cam is $129.99, and the Ring Video Doorbell second generation is $99.99. So um, this can be a little confusing. Um, why, are, why are there so many versions of the Ring Doorbell? Anybody want to take a guess at that? Well, really simply put, um, you know, there's some bells and whistles on, on some that others don't have. For example, on the Video Doorbell 2020 release, um, there uh, was one that came out then. I told you it was the 3, then there's the 3 Plus, the 4, the Wire, the Pro, the Pro 2, and then the Video Doorbell Elite has come out. So. What what is really the difference? Well, the uh, the neat thing about about these doorbells is uh, they're all very 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 similar. For example, I told you the one that's wired has some some uh, some things like that, but um, the uh, twenty twenty has customizable motion detection zones and near motion zone capability as opposed to the three only has customizable motion detection zones, as well as the three plus. Uh, the four has the same as the 2020, uh, the wired same as well. And the video doorbell pro just has the customizable motion detection zone and the pro two, same thing. And uh, the video doorbell elite obviously has everything on there. Now, there's some other differences. Um, for example, the 2020 only supports 2.4 gigahertz networks. And the ones that support 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz would be the 3, the 3 Plus, uh, the 4, uh, the Video Doorbell Pro, the Video Doorbell Pro 2, and the Video Doorbell Elite. So obviously the one that's hardwired can be hardwired, okay? And... Um, 
there are different features such as the video doorbell three uh, is a 50, 60 Hertz DC halogen and garden lane transformers are not compatible with that model. Okay. Um, then we also, we jump over to the video doorbell three plus eight to 24 volts, 40 volts max. Okay. 50, 60 Hertz. Uh, again, same thing. Um, the lighting transformers from their garden are not compatible with that model. And you're going to see all this up the line. Now, when you get to the, uh, the top of the line, which is the video doorbell elite, it has PoE, power over Ethernet. And it meets the 15.4 watt power standard of the IEEE and the 802.3 AF PoE or IEEE 802.3 AT PoE plus standard. All right. So you might be saying to me, John, what the heck is the IEEE 802? Because I, I know that's probably going through a few people's heads. So I want to keep this simple, but I do want to explain to everyone, you know, what, what actually this is, because I think it's important that everyone know, you know, what these standards mean and, and what they actually do. All right. So the I, uh, basically it's, it's, again, it's called the IEEE 802.3 standard, the IEEE 802.3 AT standard. So there was the AF and then there was the AT. So the big difference between the AF and um, the AT is that the 802.3 AT uh, POE plus is the amount of power delivered over each standard. Uh, and the 802.3 AF can deliver 15.4 watts over cat five uh, cables. The 802.3 POE plus can deliver up to 30 watts over cat five cables with 25.5 watts available uh, to the devices. So, uh, that's really, uh, the difference. And I think it's important to, to understand that. Uh, then there are some differences, ladies and gentlemen, with, you know, with the finishes and, and, you know, and how they look and stuff like that. So, you know, those are cosmetic, but you do pay, um, a little more money for, you know, some nicer finishes. Um, you know, like you have the satin finish or some that have black, black faceplate. Um, and then the top of the line includes the two faceplates, uh, satin nickel and the Venetian bronze. So you get you know, the ability to switch, uh, which is pretty cool. Now, most of the cameras have a 160 uh, degree. Um, the first one has a 160. The uh, the video ring doorbell, um, which is the three, has uh, also one has a 160, uh, actually, for, for what it is. And then um, the ones going down, you have a 155 degree on the video doorbell wire. All right, so you're probably saying to me, John, this is a little confusing. No, it's not confusing. <laughs> um, but they tried to make this flexible, and they tried to give people options. Like one has built-in battery or wired, uh, removable battery or wired, removable battery or wired, removable battery or wired, or just wired. So, for example, the, um, the video doorbell wired, the video doorbell pro, the video doorbell pro 2, the video doorbell elite. Okay, guess what? Those models are only wired. So that's important to know. Um, they're all asking for high-speed uh, internet. Okay, they all do 1080p. However, uh, the one that is a Video Doorbell Pro 2 does 1536p HD+. Okay, now there's another difference. 
is that the video ring doorbell, uh, 2023, three plus, okay, um, and the four, and the video doorbell wired, okay, so those um, five do black and white only. So if you're looking for one that does color, you need to go to Video Doorbell Pro, Video Doorbell Pro 2, and the Video Doorbell uh, Elite. Now, interestingly enough, the ones that do color, okay, I think this is this is an interesting uh, observation that, that I've made. Uh, most of them are wired, except for the one that's the black and white, which is just a video door, which is, I'm sorry, which is the, um, which is the uh, uh, Video Doorbell 4. Uh, that one does... Um, uh, the video the video doorbell excuse me wired um is the one i'm talking about and that one um does black and white okay all the other three do color as i mentioned the higher ones so the question is which one do you get well the video uh ring doorbell um came with different iterations and generations of, of the product with new features when you're thinking about a doorbell and you want the wired, um, you're going to be looking at the wired, the Pro 2, the 4, or the video ring, uh, video doorbell Elite. So if you're building a new house, most people put the ring video doorbell Elite because it's very uh, sleek looking and sexy. Um, and uh, it can connect to your network very easily. Um, and the nice thing about it is it supports the POE standard. That's the only one, ladies and gentlemen, that will support the POE standard. The other ones do not provide their own power. So, uh, you know, that's pretty important. So if I was putting this on uh, a new home and it was a POE, I would definitely go for the Video Doorbell Elite. Uh, if I didn't want to do POE, then the Video Doorbell Pro 2 would be uh, perfectly fine. I mean, nothing really wrong with that. And so um, the Video Doorbell is interesting because it allows people to basically store the data and then it goes up to the cloud or locally depending on on um, you know how they have it set up and so um under its under its policies ring and i quote reserves the right to respond immediately to urgent law enforcement requests for information in cases involving imminent danger of death or serious physical injury to any person. The company also requires police to fill out a special emergency request form if there is an urgent need to bypass the normal law enforcement process, according to the letter. So um, in each of the 11 cases uh, that came up this year, uh, Amazon's VP of Public Policy, uh, Brian Huseman, uh, he wrote, and I quote, Ring determined that the police requests met the imminent danger threshold and provided the information without delay. Huseman's letter said, I quote, Ring currently partners with um, 2,161 law enforcement agencies and 455 fire departments that can request surveillance data from Ring doorbells. Interesting. <laughs> um, they said it represented a five-fold increase from 2019. So I think the good thing about it is that um, people know that when they buy a Ring doorbell, they're getting peace of mind, okay? Um, the thing that's very interesting is, is that 
you have to realize one thing though that you are um allowing your data to be stored and your privacy to be compromised if you know you don't like the fact that somebody comes to your home and maybe it's a surprise or something i mean nothing wrong but they still have access to that data even though they don't do anything with it they still have access to it so it is kind of a double-edged sword so uh, again i'm happy they're doing that and they're putting a lot of people away but let's still be mindful that it's got a challenge uh when it comes to security so um the founder yes the founder of TikTok, um he stepped down he is the founder and owner of ByteDance, and he resigns as the ceo uh Bike Dance CEO announced he's stepping down from his role, leading the company uh, with TikTok. And his name is Zhang uh, Ziming, who co-founded Bike Dance in 2012. And he will move to another position at the company. And uh, fellow co-founder Liang Rubu will become the new CEO. Liang personally runs HR at Bike Dance. So, um, Zhang says, and I quote, I worry I'm still relying too much on the ideas I had before starting the company and haven't challenged myself by updating those concepts. I think someone else can better drive progress through areas like improved daily management. And he quotes to say, quoting, the truth is I lack some of the skills that make an ideal manager. I'm more interested in analyzing organizational and market principles and leveraging these theories to further reduce management work rather than actually managing people. Similarly, I'm not very social, preferring solitary activities like being online, reading, listening to music, and daydreaming about what may be possible, close quote. Ah, uh, so uh, interesting, but I think there's more to this than, than, than he's leading on. All right, so Facebook or Meta, depending on what you wanna call them these days, uh, they may soon, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg says that he, they may allow you to create multiple profiles under your account. Um, Facebook is doing this and they're currently testing it because they want to uh, tailor a better experience and uh, they want more users on the platform. And thus you could have a business uh, Facebook profile. You could have a personal profile on Facebook. Um, I think it's going to get more confusing. That's my feeling. But the question is, why? Why is Facebook? Why is Facebook allowing multiple profiles? Well, what's the what's the real reason? They say it's to heal to help tailor their experience based on interests and relationships, but you know, nothing they ever say is very forthright. So I really don't trust anything they say. Uh, they're gonna be able to set up five profiles. Um, and the profiles don't need to include users' real name and identity, and they hope that more profiles will inc increase interactions and posts. All right. Um... Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't know. I think it's going to become more of a mess. We'll just have to wait and see um, what they're doing. In other news, uh, crypto miners. Uh, we've said the crypto world is kind of like going down. You guys know that. But um, something very interesting uh, is going on. Crypto miners are defending the gigawatt scale energy usage called out by Congress. The latest tweet by TechCrunch. Oh, this is this is a mess. Uh, you know, crypto miners are defending this scale energy usage. And so my question is, what the heck is going on? And I have to believe it is a ploy to take the crypto miner world down. I, I got to believe that. Um. As I said, they were citing disturbing levels of power used by the cryptocurrency miners and a group of Democrats led by Senator Elizabeth Warren is urging the Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Energy to crack down on the controversial industry. It's funny because when you get things like this, um, nobody seems to bother anything. But then when there's suddenly controversy, what do you do? And I think it comes down to the fact that they have to find a gray area or a way that they can upset the apple cart. I've seen this a lot in local communities. And if they can't find a way to trip you up legally, they have to find some way that's in the gray. And I want to quote, in the United States, just seven firms have built more than 1.045 gigawatts of capacity for crypto mining purposes, the report states. And this is enough capacity to power all the residences in Houston, Texas. So a lot of people want crypto shut down. And I really believe that uh, it is going to shut down, but not right now. But it is on its way down. It's, it's already had big losses. And all the people I knew that when the pandemic started were like so gung-ho about crypto. Now they're like nowhere to be found. Their email is disconnected. Their cell phone doesn't work. They have, like, taken themselves off the grid. I know one person I talked a few weeks, and I said, hey, what happened? Oh, John, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I pulled myself off of LinkedIn. I pulled myself off of other social media, and, and, and I don't do email anymore. Well, what about your cell phone? Uh, yeah, I, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> so it's like they're trying to hide because they really stated – and sold a uh, bad bag of goods. And they just want to be disassociated with anyone and everyone that they might have ever told because they're afraid of what could happen. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I have to just watch what's, what's going on. And, and I'll tell you, um, the, the federal government doesn't want something. It's not happening. 
All right. In other news, the Federal Trade Commission warns tech companies of misusing health data or personal health information. We call it PHI. Um, what's been happening is people have been using data uh, that is uh, personal health industry related, and they have been, uh, let's say, um, gathering that data for other financial purposes but things that might be in a conflict of interest or things that might not be, let's just say, too legal. And so even things like the uh, abortion data, we talked about that. I gather that this is just a start. And not too long ago, the FTC renewed its vow to investigate or sue companies that use Americans' digital data in unfair or deceptive ways. Following the executive order by uh, the Biden administration that explicitly called for it and other agencies to consider steps to protect abortion seekers. It's all political, isn't it? It's funny how nothing works, but then suddenly it becomes political. I don't quite understand that very much. I really don't. Hmm. I um, know that uh, it's very interesting what people are doing. And whether it's social media, whether it's general media, or whether it's just press, I feel that people will exploit these areas if they think they can get away with it. Just like people were exploiting the crypto world and we see what's happening. They're getting their hands tied. But is doing something that is unethical really right in our world? Regardless of whether you believe in it or don't believe in it, I think it comes down to how is it hurting others? I think that's really the question. Just like what's going on with the gas industry, right? What's going on from Russia? Is this really fair to all Americans? No. By the way, in case you were wondering, um, the highest gas prices in the United States of America, just in case you, you're, you're wondering, I'm sure, I'm sure you probably want to know this, but uh, the, the gas prices are, are climbing every single day, right? And as of the end of June, California and Hawaii were $5.60. Alaska was $5.57 and Nevada was $5.57 and Oregon was $5.49. So if we were to ask ourselves, what are the states with the highest gas prices? It'd be pretty obvious. California? Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, okay? And um, th th those, those are the highest. And then the, the second highest would be your Montana, uh, Wyoming, and Colorado. But just to give you the numbers in Wyoming, $4.90. Um, one year ago, three twenty-seven. dollars it increased 49.9%. In Colorado, $4.91. One year ago, 342 increased 43.6%. In Montana, 
currently $4.96 approximately. One year ago, $3.08. It increased in gas over 60%, 60.9%. This is an abomination. I mean, this is terrible. And I feel right now that um, people are exploiting every which way. I know I had a, um, a family member that was going to send um, flowers uh, to a viewing. And normally those flowers would be $50, $75. The place was right down the street from the, the home. And they're telling me, Mom, well, it's going to be like about $350, $400. And she's like, why? Well, that everything's gone up because of COVID. You know, I'm sick of people using that excuse and exploiting our public. Because it is not fair, ladies and gentlemen. It's not fair to exploit people anytime. It really isn't. But people still feel it's okay to exploit. So the question you might be asking me is, John, when will gas prices come down? We don't know. Everyone says the answer is not very simple. I have to believe it's very political. And everyone's saying it's going to be a while until gas prices come back down to something that we're used to managing. Crude oil is expected to go down which we've already started to see. But it isn't going to be likely until we hit into 2023. Who knows what can happen before then? I mean, anything. So don't blame the gas stations uh, owners um, because they have less control over the situation than we'd like to think. It's a very complex global landscape out there. And... As much as they say it's not political, it's political. I'm sorry. It is completely, completely political. I think the reason why gas prices aren't coming down is because, I don't know, somebody might have a relative or son that owns a battery company. And in my feeling, that's a conflict of interest. But they'll find other ways and reasons to get around the truth of the story. They really will. They'll find other reasons and ways to get around the story. We're going to have to wait and see, you know, what's going on. And uh, other news, which you guys are very happy, is uh, the TikTok uh, is going to be moving uh, their data to U.S. Oracle servers. Um, and so uh, they claim that um, it's has some of it has been done, and then others are still working on it. Um, now, with having data on the U.S. servers, this should change some responsibility, some liability. 
And they said that they are doing this by its American users. They didn't say China. They just said the American users through servers controlled by Oracle, which, as you guys know, is a Silicon Valley company. Um, I don't know. I feel that... Um, I can't trust this. But another interesting point is that TikTok added that it would still store its own backups of the information, potentially complicating the effort. So why does this China company want to store our U.S. data? You see, I think that's wrong. I think if Oracle servers are going to back them up, then there should be no ties to them. It should be stored and then there should be a U.S. backup service. They're just playing games. I remember doing uh, business with a factory uh, in China several years ago. And they told me, you know, um, uh, you know, we like you. and We want to do business with you. It was all BS. And at the end of the day, they told me they weren't making money. Of course, they were making money. And then they were trying to get me to do more because they said it's, it's taking a lot of time. A lot of, it's just all BS. I don't believe anything they say. I really don't. So, yes, they have grown TikTok and all that, but I think it's really important that the data be stored in the United States as well as the backup be stored in the United States. Because if it isn't, that means it's on non-immigrant grounds. It's on grounds that are in another country, and then other rules apply. So let's stop jerking around. Let's get the data in the U.S., and let's get the backups in the U.S., and let's get their claws off the data. I mean, this is just so ridiculous. Because otherwise, I'd have to say that maybe there's another interest of this Chinese company, that maybe they're trying to exploit us. Maybe they're trying to grab data that shouldn't be theirs. Hmm. Not nice to say, but I just don't have a lot of confidence or a lot of trust in this company. I'm just being honest. You know, I know a lot of people say to me, is, is installing the TikTok app it, you know, people say to me, John, uh, is is installing uh, the TikTok uh, app a security uh, problem for your phone? Well, TikTok has access to a lot of personal information, okay? Um, I typically don't allow it to get access to any of my personal data. And... According to Chester uh, Wisniewski, principal research scientist at uh, Sophos, uh, an antivirus company, agreed, quote, TikTok doesn't pose any more risk to a user than any other social media sharing application. All right. So I think the issue comes down to people and what they're doing with the data. I mean, I think that's really what it is at the end of the day. And we all have a responsibility to make sure that we're accountable. And at the best of our knowledge, the systems we're using are accountable. So right now, I can't find any direct reason to not trust them. But I'm just telling you, I don't trust them. So if I upload data, I upload content. It's not personal data. It's not financial data. It's, it's stuff to make people laugh. It's fun stuff. Um, it's tips. But it's nothing that's very personal. 
that's the thing I want to share with you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an amazing show. Um, and you guys know we're going to be bringing back our live shows, uh, broadcasting in Oakland, New Jersey. We're really excited for that, but that is uh, coming. And uh, we're very excited about that and, and you know where it's going to go and all these great things. But um, the question I have, the last question I really want to ask you, are the tech giants shrinking the New York City plans, right? Like Meta and Amazon or Facebook, whatever day or name we want to call them for the day. Uh, have they scaled back plans to expand to New York City? Uh, Bloomberg uh, reported, citing anonymous sources, that both tech giants are backpedaling in the Hudson Yards, where Facebook's parent Meta has suspended plans to build out new offices and the commerce um, uh, behemoth is reducing the amount of space it intended to lease. The adjustments come as hiring has begun to slow at tech companies and after many move toward remote work options. Hmm. So it's interesting. I think these companies are still scared. They really don't know what's going to happen or what's going to go on. Ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley. Serial entrepreneur, it's been a privilege, been a pleasure, been an honor to be with you again on another J. Moore Tech Talk show. We have another great show coming for you. When? <laughs> Next week, the last Friday of the month. That's going to be July 29th. Be sure to tune back in. If you missed any of our shows, you know where to find us. If you'd like to become a guest on our show, go to jmore.com, click on Reach Out Today, and apply to become a guest. We'd love great guests that want to bring value to uh, our show. Again, this is not a sales show. This is all about inspiration, motivation, and technology and awareness. I thank you so much for uh, watching today. And you know what? I'm actually going to see you guys. Yeah, I'm going to see you guys next Friday. Uh, enjoy. And remember, be smart when you use technology. It's just like a weapon. If you use it properly, it's not going to harm anyone. If you use it improperly or in an irresponsible manner, the results can be devastating. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend. being treated for pain be a pain come to downtown's healthcare 950 17th street in denver find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery without drugs call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown